section ten of the promulgation of universal peace volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the promulgation of universal peace volume one by abdul baha abbas section ten four april twenty second nineteen twelve at seventeen hundred eighteenth street northwest washington d c home of mr and mrs arthur j parsons notes by joseph h hannon see how good baha allah is to us how great the power of his word from what distant parts of the world he has brought us together in this house and caused us to meet at this heavenly table for love has prepared a feast and bidden abdul baha to let this entertainment be in his name what a union of hearts and what a confirmation of baha allah between east and west has been established how his bounty has embraced all how his favors have been perfected for all when the mohammedans conquered persia the chief of the zoroastrian high priests went to drink wine according to the mohammedan law wine is forbidden and he who drinks it must be punished by eighty-one strokes of the whip therefore the moslems arrested the high priest and whipped him at that time the arabs were considered very low and degraded by the persians scarcely to be accounted as human beings as mohammed was an arab the persians looked upon him with disdain but when the high priest saw the evidences of a power in mohammed which controlled these despised people he cried out o thou arabian mohammed what hast thou done what hast thou done which has made thy people arrest the chief high priest of the zoroastrians for committing something unlawful in thy religion by this circumstance the prejudice which caused the zoroastrian to shun the mohammedan had been overcome for he recognized in what had happened to him the great influence mohammed exercised over these people today in this meeting we have an evidence of how baha allah through the power of the love of god has exercised a wonderful spiritual influence throughout the world from the remotest parts of persia and the orient he has caused men to come to this table to meet with the people of the west in the utmost love and affection union and harmony behold how the power of baha allah has brought the east and west together and abdul baha is standing serving you there is neither rod nor blow whip nor sword but the power of the love of god 
has accomplished this in this world we judge a cause or movement by its progress and development some movements appear manifest a brief period of activity then discontinue others show forth a greater measure of growth and strength but before attaining mature development weaken disintegrate and are lost in oblivion neither of these mentioned are progressive and permanent there is still another kind of movement or cause which from a very small inconspicuous beginning goes forward with sure and steady progress gradually broadening and widening until it has assumed universal dimensions the baha'i movement is of this nature for instance when baha'u'llah was exiled from persia with abdul baha and the rest of his family they traveled the long road from tehran to baghdad passing through many towns and villages during the whole of that journey and distance they did not meet a single believer in the cause for which they had been banished at that time very little was known about it in any part of the world even in baghdad there was but one believer who had been taught by baha'u'llah himself in persia later on two or three others appeared you will see therefore that at the beginning the cause of baha'u'llah was almost unknown but on account of being a divine movement it grew and developed with irresistible spiritual power until in this day wherever you travel east or west and in whatever country you journey you will meet baha'i assemblies and institutions this is an evidence that the baha'is are spreading the blessings of unity and progressive development throughout the world under the direction of divine guidance and purpose while other movements which are only temporary in their activities and accomplishments have no real universal significance five april twenty third nineteen twelve at howard university washington d c notes by joseph h hannon today i am most happy for i see here a gathering of the servants of god i see the white and colored people together in the estimation of god there is no distinction of color all are one in the color and beauty of servitude to him color is not important the heart is all important it matters not what the exterior may be if the heart be pure and white within god does not behold differences of hue and complexion he looks at the hearts he whose morals and virtues are praiseworthy is preferred in the presence of god he who is devoted to the kingdom is most beloved in the realm of genesis and creation the question of color is of least importance 
the mineral kingdom abounds with many colored substances and compositions but we find no strife among them on that account in the kingdom of the plant and vegetable distinct and variegated hues exist but the fruit and flowers are not in conflict for that reason nay rather the very fact that there is a difference and variety lends a charm to the garden if all were of the same color the effect would be monotonous and depressing when you enter a rose garden the wealth of color and variety of floral forms spread before you a picture of wonder and beauty the world of humanity is like a garden and the various races are the flowers which constitute its adornment and decoration in the animal kingdom also we find variety of color see how the doves differ in beauty yet they live together in perfect peace and love each other they do not make a difference of color a cause of discord and strife they view each other as the same species and kind they know they are one in kind often a white dove soars aloft with a black one throughout the animal kingdom we do not find the creatures separated because of color they recognize unity of species and oneness of kind if we do not find color distinction drawn in a kingdom of lower intelligence and reason how can it be justified among human beings especially when we know that all have come from the same source and belong to the same household in origin and intention of creation mankind is one distinctions of race and color have arisen afterward therefore today i am exceedingly glad that both white and colored people have gathered here and i hope the time will come when they shall live together in the utmost peace unity and friendship i wish to say one thing of importance to both in order that the white race may be just and kind to the colored and that the colored race may in turn be grateful and appreciative toward the white the great proclamation of liberty and emancipation from slavery was made upon this continent a long bloody war was fought by white men for the sake of colored people these white men forfeited their possessions and sacrificed their lives by thousands in order that colored men might be freed from bondage the colored population of the united states of america are possibly not fully informed of the wide-reaching effect of this freedom and emancipation upon their colored brethren in asia and africa where even more terrible conditions of slavery existed influenced and impelled by the example of the united states the european powers proclaimed universal liberty to the colored race and slavery ceased to exist this effort and accomplishment by the white nations 
should never be lost sight of both races should rejoice in gratitude for the institution of liberty and equality here became the cause of liberating your fellow beings elsewhere the colored people of this country are especially fortunate for praise be to god conditions here are so much higher than in the east and comparatively few differences exist in the possibility of equal attainments with the white race may both develop toward the highest degree of equality and altruism may you be drawn together in friendship and may extraordinary development make brotherhood a reality and truth i pray in your behalf that there shall be no name other than that of humanity among you for instance we say a flock of doves without mention or distinction as to white or black we apply the name horse deer gazelle to other creatures referring to species and not to their variance in color it is my hope that through love and fellowship we may advance to such a degree of mutual recognition and estimate that the oneness of the human world may be realized in each and all present in this meeting therefore strive earnestly and put forth your greatest endeavor toward the accomplishment of this fellowship and the cementing of this bond of brotherhood between you such an attainment is not possible without will and effort on the part of each from one expressions of gratitude and appreciation from the other kindliness and recognition of equality each one should endeavor to develop and assist the other toward mutual advancement this is possible only by conjoining of effort and inclination love and unity will be fostered between you thereby bringing about the oneness of mankind for the accomplishment of unity between the colored and whites will be an assurance of the world's peace then racial prejudice national prejudice limited patriotism and religious bias will pass away and remain no longer i am pleased to see you at this gathering white and dark and i praise god that i have had this opportunity of seeing you loving each other for this is the means of the glory of humanity this is the means of the good pleasure of god and of eternal bliss in his kingdom therefore i pray in your behalf that you may attain to the fullest degree of love and that the day may come when all differences between you may disappear End of section 10 Recording by Lucretia B.